wants to go to our chat is this uh, just a verse of a, of a hymn that is very very dear to my heart and we will use it this morning as we sing to the lord <clears throat> this morning um will your anchor hold in the storms of life um a very prophetic hymn we're just going to sing that one um, stanza and uh, maybe two or three times and we'll be able to and uh, we'll be ready to go uh the song's writer uh, it says will your anchor hold in the storms of life when the clouds unfold their wings of strife when the strong tides lift and the cables strain will your anchor drift on firm remain uh, we have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll fastened to the rock which cannot move grounded firm and deep in savior's love will your anchor in the storms of life when the clouds unfold will the winds Father, we really 
anchor us in the keep in the deep strength of your love in the name of Jesus. I want us to pray that the Lord will anchor us in the name of Jesus. Anchor us in your love in the name of Jesus. We have no other gods, we have no other person to do in the love, your deep love in the name of Jesus. Let your love encircle us this morning. Let your love encircle us as we continue to Oh, in the name of Jesus, oh Father, we have no other gods. Settle us with your love, your deep love, in the name of Jesus. The storms of life, oh, and settle us, Lord, we pray this morning that you will bring forth remedy, remedy, in the name of Jesus, amongst your children, in everyone who calls upon you this morning, when the storms of life come, deliver your children. Let there be deliverance in Zion. Let there be deliverance in Zion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because you have embedded in your power. You have everyone on this platform embedded in your power. Anchor of hope. In the name of Jesus. May we be grounded in your ways. Be grounded in your words. We are fastened unto you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Lord, we honor you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. This morning, we want to quickly talk about revival. That we be revived again. That we be revived again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to be anchoring um this little conversation that god has placed in our hearts in our minds this morning um with the, the book of second chronicles chapter seven now we want to ask a question and we begin to wonder uh, what is the question and he says revival what is revival what is revival if there is no revival in this circumstance and that, that, that situation remains static until something, there's a change that it, it brings. It, it brings in the family. It brings as a family of God. It brings in a church setting. Uh, you see, the awakening or the quickening of God's people to their true nature, to their true nature and to their true purpose. The awakening, revival is the awakening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. And the church, the return of the church from a backslidden position and the conversion of sinners, <clears throat> that's what one interpreter calls revival. He says it is the conversion of sinners and the, and the backsliding of the church. Now, <clears throat> an extraordinary movement of the Holy Spirit produces extraordinary results. And that is why when we see a situation that looks so calm, there are nothing moving, nothing goes in, nothing comes out, then we need a revival. The church, the body of Christ needs 
a revival. Uh, maybe um, the, the period, this period that we are passing through, have been ordained, um, but um, some people, not all, have been able to hook up to the spirit, to be able to interpret the times and the season. But brothers and sisters, we all know that we need revival. We need revival from the pulpit to the pew. We need revival in our homes. We need revival in our families. We need revival in our marriages. We need revival in our relationships. We need revival as individuals. Oh, we need revival. As corporate bodies, we need revival. As friends, oh, we know that there is something wrong. A paradigm shift has occurred in the earth. And that is why I want us to sensitize our hearts towards the revival that it is pertinent, it is important, it is necessary. In fact, it is it is. Uh, the most ideal thing that everyone it should be in the minds of everyone, because the 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 the, the that the spirit of stillness and not moving forward has been introduced into the world. It has been there, but it is even the more now. You see, the, the faith that we proclaim, the faith that we profess, have been touched. If you watch TV, if you look at the news. We will know that something has happened to the faith that we all share. And that is why we need revival. Now, sensing the power of God in the midst of his people, as of old. There are so many things as of old that when we look at them, when we look at them happen now, we begin to wonder, are we still living in this lifetime? When we were little and we things happen, we, 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 we would, you know, the, grand, the grandparents and people older would tell us it never happened like this. This is a bad war. But I don't know how we're going to explain oh, to the next generation what kind of world we are living now. What kind of world we are living now. Very horrific pictures that come up from different parts of the world. Even those places where it looks, it's calm. It is very, very deep dark and I will pray that the Lord will heal us or keep us through this season until his coming in the mighty name of Jesus Amen. in the most wonderful name of Jesus an Amen. era where the people of God are blessed by the awesome presence of the almighty is our desire that we're able to go back to that time those times where we yearn it is time for prayers we yearn to go before God. We are not even ashamed to proclaim the goodness and the message of God across board. We are trusting. In fact, I want to start with the pulpit before I go to the pew. Where if your man of God stands and proclaims the word, it becomes a bond. It becomes you are so sure that it will not happen. But these days, you are even scared to go to the man of God because you have watched too much TV to see men of God mess up. It is the, 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 the circumstances that we're passing through, we don't even know how to even explain it to the younger ones that this is who we are because they see who we are and then they go outside and see what others are and they cannot juxtapose both together. 
it is confusing for those that are coming after us. Now, this this issue touches my heart. It really, really does. And I am sure it touches your heart too. We pray as much as we pray. The Lord says we should pray within season and without season and out of season. And But things never look as if they were changing. But indeed, in the spiritual realm, we see they are changing. But in the physical realm, it doesn't even look like they were changing. And so this morning, before we pray, we want to hear a few words from the Lord this morning. We are products of a great revival. We all know that. We are products of great teaching. We go to the, one of the, one of the uh, Bible teaching churches in the whole world, and we listen to preachers. We have the benefit of sitting under great men, under great women of God, and they speak prophetically in our life. We see them. We see them grow. But we also see fully in, amongst our midst. And that is one of the things that we want to redress this morning. We want to be able to identify them so that we remind ourselves who we are, sons of daughters of God. That is who we are first before our jobs. Sons and daughters of God. That is who we are first before our even our marriages. That is who we are. We are sons and daughters of God. He had chosen us crafted us for his service. He has crafted us. He has made us those he had chosen from the foundations of the world. That's what the Bible says. And, and, and um, uh, when, I, when, I, when I checked and I saw the, the folly that appears within the body, and we deserve and desire that there must be revival. And that revival is what I have come to explain this morning. Now, if we remember <clears throat> that Solomon had the best of time when he was ruling, even though he messed up later, but we also know that it was because his father laid an underlining success for him. His father thought all the words, put his hands dirty, and then corrected a few things or put a few things right before he came into sin. And, and that is why it is our responsibility as children of God to be able to take upon ourselves and to put things right. Because whatever we do now is that which our children and the next generation are going to pass through or going to be able to see and say, oh, is this what our parents did for us? Because it is a privilege to be born in a Christian home. I keep saying that it's a privilege, it's not a right. Some people are not privileged to be born in a Christian home. Some people are not privileged. They just came and they were born in other religions or other, you know, or other uh, clans or spiritual clans. They were not privileged to be born as Christians, but we have the privilege to see our parents wake up in the morning, to see our parents make sure that we kneel down with them to see our parents call upon the Jehovah that we all serve. It is our privilege to, for, for, for Solomon to be able to see his father do the things he did. Praise the Lord. Now, sensing that the power of God is moving, but is not moving within our, our, our plane, that people will go to mighty, mighty um, 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 services, and it doesn't work for us, and we keep going trusting that someday it will work for us. It is painful that you see your neighbor, even in the circles that you look, he is progressing, we are not progressing. It is painful. 
But what is really wrong? What is really wrong with me that I cannot get what you know others are you know are getting? And we begin to wonder why mustn't one person get healed and the other is not getting their, their healing? And we serve the same God. Brethren, we need revival. We need revival the way we speak. We need revival the way we nurture our children. We need revival the way we wake up and take the things of God seriously. We need revival in every other aspect of our life because our Lord Jesus, that is the purpose at which he came that will be revived again, that the Jews, Jewish people will be revived again, that there would be a rebirth. This morning, I want, us to, I want to introduce to us that man that called us from darkness to light. And you know when you are in the light, you shine and you are set apart and people see you. You are placed on the mountain top. In first, uh, in Second Chronicles chapter 7, the Bible says <clears throat> that Solomon had made an end of praying. He says, the fire came down from heaven. Solomon made an end of praying and the fire came down from heaven. It consumed and burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. Remember that it was after he had prayed that the fire came down. And you see, we also pray and fire comes down. But you see, there's a break between when we did not pray or when or when others pray or when others did not pray. Now, if we stop praying, if we stop practicing our spiritual exercises, what are we going to leave for the next generation? Because I know that it is not everybody I am talking to. I am talking to some of us around the world that have gotten the bug of what is going on now or stop praying because the world is going to come to an end very soon or said, well, the government, it is planned. It is the conspiracy is going on and we just have to just continue like this until God comes. And then he says in verse two, and the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord. Please listen to me carefully. He says, because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Wow. The glory of the Lord filled the Lord's house. And therefore the priest could not get in. That is the kind of revival that we want, that we have the yearning. We have the, 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 the yearning for fellowship. We have the yearning to be able to go into God's glory. That the glory is so much that we really, really want to have a taste of it. And then it says, and when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their, 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 their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then the king and all the people offered sacrifices before the Lord. He says, it is after this had happened that everyone now, you know, um, paid obeisance to the, to, the, to the most high God. And then he says, and the king Solomon offered sacrifices 
20 and 2,000 oxen and hundreds and, uh, and, and 20,000 sheep. And so the king and all the people dedicated it to the house of God. We are talking about revival. It says, and the priests waited on in their offices. The priests, everyone waited on their offices. That means you and I, we know our office. We know our spiritual exercises. We know that the spirit of the Lord calls us to be standing, not sleeping on duty. And then the Levites also with instruments of music, we pray. We sing, we praise God every day in our quiet time amongst uh, the church members and uh, amongst us. And we were driving, we are praising him. He says, which David the king had made to praise the Lord because his mercy endures forever. When David praised by their, by their ministry and priests sounded trumpet. Now, David is not in the scene. Our fathers who introduced us to the to the ministry or to to god's to um to, to the things of god our fathers earthly and spiritual they introduced us and they left the scene and for us to be able to take over and so we as whatever we do we are teaching our children that this is how it would have to be when we are out of the scene and so let, let, let's let's not let's not uh, you know, defeat this this structure and say, okay, I, I am I am I am I am serving the Lord. I am serving the Lord for myself, for my family. No, 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 no. Whatever we are doing now, we are telling the ones that are coming after us, this is what you have to do. This is what this is how you have to do that. I remember when we were growing up, and my mother would wake up every night. I thought she was just disturbing us. Now I know better that she was laying the groundwork for each and every one of us and doing the sacrifices that we're also doing, that the children will also, because it has now become a, 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 a culture or, or a spiritual exercise, culture of the, of, of, of the house, of a, of a family, that you must pass on a righteous um, 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 a heredity to your children. That is righteousness. When your children or people that you are leading in the church, in your communities, in your workplace, they are able to say, that man, when he was here, that lady, when she was here, he or she exudes righteousness. And that, for me, is revival. You are able to, you know, revive people or cause for the revival of people around you. That aura of not, you know, taking a position is over. Now, we are a product of whom our fathers are, spiritually or physically. We are a product of who they are. Whatever they did, it's what we are going to be doing or it's what we are doing. Otherwise, if we do not do it, it means we didn't learn well or we refused to learn or they taught us and we decided this is the other way that we want to go. We want to go. Like this, when God showed up to an individual or a collective people and begins to show forth his presence or his glory, that is revival. David had placed uh, 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 um, for, for his son Solomon everything that pertains to sound doctrine. He is now able to lead the people of God to praise. He is able to lead the people of God to dedicate the temple, to dedicate the space, to build for God. You remember David had a lot of problems. But he also never forgot to, you know, to serve God. 
to the best of his ability. And that is why when his, his son came on board, he, he, he took it to another level. When Solomon, whose, of course, his name is, means peace, Shalom, now built on the goodwill of his father, because his father had already placed, you know, done too well. He was God's friend. God sent a warrior before he sent a builder. Now, this builder is going to build on what the father had already put in place. What are you building for the next generation? We are talking about revival. That, for me, is revival. When you are able to be an agent of change, for me, it's a revival. When you are able to make sure wherever you go, in your church circle, it's in your, in your family circle, that, for me, is revival. Acts 10. Now, Cornelius' home <clears throat> received Christ in totality whilst Peter was preaching repentance to him. You know, the, the, the Roman centurion um, that was stationed in, in, in Caesarea, uh, the Colonius, when he preached to, the, to Cornelius, his whole household became saved. That, for me, is revival. That, for me, is another... It, it, it shows that when we decide to do something, remember, he was not a, a Jewish person, or he, he was not a... But he insisted on wanting... That the, um, and Peter to come into his home. And when that happened, his whole household, everyone in his household, not one was left. Nobody was left. Today, I am praying that everyone in your household will receive Christ and nobody will be left behind in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. in the most wonderful name of Jesus. The in First Kings chapter 18, fire of God fell on Mount Carmel during Elijah's days. You remember? That for me was revival. When fire came down in Acts chapter, <clears throat> Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, the Bible says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the rest of the earth. You can't do this without the power of God. You can't do this without the power of God. And that is why, <clears throat> as we go on, we're going to see certain reasons why we should stay. In the place of in the place of praise, in the place of prayer, in the place of dedicating ourselves, consist consecrating ourselves to the things of God. Brethren, we need the supernatural fire of God in our midst again. Then we so that wherever we go and whatever we do, God will be part of what we are doing. As we eat and we live, we drink, whatever we wear, that God will be the determinant. Our Father in heaven will be the determinant. It is all, it is, it, 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 what we're passing through now is bigger than what we eat. It is bigger than what we wear. It is bigger than our status. Because I know those are the things that keep us away from, from wanting to know him better. This morning, we are calling upon every one of God's children listening to me this morning. That the, the revival that we need to bring, it must be imprintable. It must be as such that it's made simple that people who see us, who get close to us, are able to stand up and say of a truth, I want to be like you. I want to hold like you. I want to praise like you. I want to dress like you. I want to eat like you. I want to, that the status that you are desiring, I desire it to the status of being a son of God a daughter of, of, of God, that is the 
kind of thing that I want to be able to, I, I want to be able to, um, to participate and be part of. We need the services to attract our service, to attract other people, attract God's presence, and not just our, or just, just the presence. If God is in our midst, even those who are still having church online, God is going to be on your structure. God is going to be on your preaching. God is going to be on your uh, uh, um, uh, your, your songs and, and your hymns and your contributions and your coming together to be able to sell or to be able to send this, uh, the, the, the word of God to the rest of the world because God has seen your heart, because God has seen your commitment. He will do it for you. He will do it for me in the name of Jesus. Because if we do not do that, there is a punishment that comes in disobedience. There is a punishment that comes in disobedience. Brethren, whatever we do, we will give account. Every time it is a responsibility, our responsibility to take on and cover each other's secrets. If we do not do that, if we expose our pastors, if we expose them, we have not, we, maybe we find something wrong in them or our leaders or within ourselves, and we are not able to go face to face or prayerfully go face to face and speak to one another in love so that this revival will make sense. Because if we stay in apathy, the other one stays there and mentions about the other one and we do not address the issues from the roots, we are going to miss this revival. But it is important that we know that we need a huge, huge revival in this end time run. We need, we are playing home game, we need a revival. First, <clears throat> God punishes people if we disobey. He is a good God. Our bodies are temple of God. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Or do you not know that your bodies are temple of the Lord, the Holy Spirit within you? Because the way we speak, the things that we do, doesn't send a good aroma to God. So our bodies, our, 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 our sentiments, um, the things that we exude, the things that we share, they, they do they, 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 God does not even want to you know, participate in listening to our prayers anymore. We need revival. We need revival through our lips. We need revival through our actions. We need revival in every aspect of our life. First Peter 2.5, you also as living stones are being built up as spiritual houses for the holy, um, for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. You and I, <clears throat> we need this spiritual exercise to be able to contain with the barrage of the enemy that attacks us day and night. You need revival. I need revival, brethren. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will go to be and it will come through for us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You see, clouds everywhere. There is pestilence everywhere, but we need to discipline ourselves. In droughts, things are dry. The places are shut up. The heavens do not rain. I am not talking about physical rain. I'm talking about dryness. We can't get the best of the, the good of the land. That is dryness. When you desire a thing in your marriage, in, as individuals, in, amongst your children, amongst your, you know, it, it, it's dryness. You need money. You can't get it. It's dryness. We need to be revived. It is a plague that is coming around because of disobedience. 
we are experiencing this plague. We command those plagues to go away and never return to each and every one of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Now there's pestilence also going on. We know the pestilence that is going, ravaging the land, a killing people. You see one today, phone you, and the next thing is gone. It's no more here. We need revival. We ask the Lord to revive us again in the mighty name of Jesus. There is a discipline before revival. God wants us to be disciplined. God does not want us to remain vague and fake. God wants us to be able to stand in the place of prayer, in the place of commitment, so that we are able to see. see God forgives sin, but God will discipline his child so that he will not do that again. He forgives sin. You remember what happened with David? He was a man after God's heart. But at some point, he got distracted. He's a human being. You and I also get distracted at some point. He's left with Uriah's wife. He gets his husband killed. The prophet exposes his folly. Eventually, the child dies. God deals with sin, not with the man. He forgives man. And so God will forgive you. He will forgive me for all our sins because we have we, are, we have now repositioned ourselves for his prosperity. He says his son slept with his daughter. See, the punishment goes on. He kills the other brother. You see, the punishment continues. Suddenly, it dawned on David that he's, he prefers to count his people. This is the same David who took people to war and they won. They never counted themselves. You know, pride came in at some point. This day, pride has come into every one of us. Everyone, I see pride everywhere. I see pride. In fact, if there are certain things you don't, if you don't do that, you are you do not belong. What happened? 70 people, 70,000 people died. 70,000 people died. His own sons even slept with his own, which is one of his wife or his concubine. And then temporarily he began to fight the kingdom, to wrestle the kingdom out of the father's hands. Now, these are all the things that happen when we are disobedient. But God forgives so he gives us time to repent and he has given us time and maybe one of the, the, the reasons why i have come this morning is to remind us that we must pick up humility we must pick up a hunger for the things of god we must pick up holiness as his children as pastors as parents or as, as leaders as, as as members of our community god wants us to enter his presence, we come there humbly, according to First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. We get there humbly, come to his presence, always desiring to be in his presence. First Peter, um, um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 5, it says that the meek, don't you know, shall inherit the earth. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the simple. He gives grace to the humble. First Philippians chapter 2, or Philippians chapter 2, verse um, 3, through 17, he said, do nothing from rivalry, from conceit, but in humility, count others, make others feel celebrated. Make others feel celebrated. Recently, <clears throat> I noticed, because they, from, from Grapevine, they knew I, 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 I am a, I'm a man of God. They, it, at what is they calling me, oh, um, uh, reverend, you know, just to tease me and all that, but <laughs> to the glory of God. That is even a plus to me, you know, because it, 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 I make it, I do not like to see at a distance, one kilometer, I don't like to see injustice. 
when you, you just want to, go to make sure that another person's life is un unfavorable. I don't like to see such things, even within our house. Or I don't like to see people, you know, talk down on the other. And so every time I come, I say, hey, the reverend is around. Now, <clears throat> blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. That is revival. When your mind is positioned to make sure that others are blessed, not yourself even first, others are blessed, dear friends. Although I was very eager to write to you now, this is good saying. He says he wants you to contend with this faith. Take it to another level. Make sure that people know, your enemies know, your friends know, your relatives know. Take it to another level. He says, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend with this faith that was once entrusted on God's holy people. This faith is entrusted. It was entrusted in your father. He passed it on to you. He says, you also pass it on to the next generation. That is revival. Guess what? See what he says in verse 4. It says, for Jude uh, 1 verse 4. He says, for certain individuals whose condemnation was written about long ago have secretly slipped in amongst you. You see what is happening now. We do not. We are not even sure of the next person. What if, what you had a conversation we had with them? Is it is a conversation holy? Is the conversation going to take to another level? Is the conversation going to go to CNN? Is going to be discussed there? We don't even trust people. We go and when we relate our innermost part within other people, and we can't even trust amongst ourselves as Christians. They are ungodly people who perfect the grace of our God into a license for immorality and deny Christ. We will not be of such people in the name of Jesus. The Bible Amen. says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14, it says, pursue peace with all men, holiness and sanctification. Holiness, I, I want to call this sanctification. In everything, calls us into sanctification. It says, where no man shall see the law. If we, if, we, if we remain in our obstinate position, we shall not see the Lord. It is black. It is written black and white in our in the book of the in, the, in, in, in our uh, uh, book book of reference, the Bible. It has been written there that we will not see the Lord. It says, "How can you?" In uh, in Psalms one one nine verse nine, it says, "How how can a young man stay on the path of purity?" It says, "It is by living." according to the word of God, by living according to the word of God. And so I want us to pray this morning that the word of God will not depart from us, that we will live in humility, that the power of God will bring revival amongst all his people, that will be positive, positive energy towards those around us so that when they see Christ in us, they will give their lives to Christ. That is what God has called us to do, to live in humility, to live in hungry for him, to live in holiness in the mighty name of Jesus. I want us to pray. I want us to pray, brethren. Let us pray. And, 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 and I want us to commit for all that we have heard this morning unto the Lord. And we say that we ask the Lord to perfect our ways going through this season until Jesus comes. Lord, perfect my ways. Lord, perfect my family ways. Lord, perfect my children. Lord, perfect my pastor. Lord, perfect every child of God that is calling upon your name. 
anywhere in the world, Father, even in Afghanistan, and in the midst of all you remember that David suddenly made a blunder. David suddenly made a mistake. He annoyed God and he got his punishment. We shall pray that the Lord shall save us from any kind of end, end time error. We will be children from any end time error in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for ourselves as we pray for our brothers and our sisters that we will not be involved in any end time error. In the name of the error that will make us count our count of God and our neighbor, count ourselves in the way in pride and showing finally that the hunger for and of the things of God will satisfy me, not fleshly hunger. That the hunger of the things of God, hunger of the kingdom of God, hunger of the things of God will consume me, consume my heart. In the name of the Father, we thank you for the Lord. We thank you for the things of God. And the things of God that the anchor, the woman Jesus, will be your name in our anchor. You be our anchor. The Lord will be your anchor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Every storm in your life will be removed, not reduced. It will be removed, every strife. It will be removed in the name of Jesus. Amen. Turn to the rock. Keep on trusting to the rock, and you will not be moved. In Amen. 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 Amen.